Complete Geeks Podcast. Welcome to episode one of the Complete Geeks podcast. Uh, my name is Toast, and joining me is Organic and Bob. Hey, hey, what's up? Uh, this is our new podcast. Uh, I don't know what would you guys describe it as. Um, I personally, I think we've all been either listeners or involved in a lot of the kind of shared community gaming podcast, and. This kind of branches things out a little more. Yeah, including like movies, TV, collections, shit like that. That's Bob's expertise, I guess. (laughs) I try. So how long is it going to be till you have to buy like a second house just to store things? Uh, Shortly. (laughs) Yeah, if you buy a second house and just fill it with toys, that might be an issue. (laughs) No way. (laughs) See me on an episode of Hoarders. <laughs> Everything's all nice and organized for the most part. Yeah, it's right, to the well, point. It's to the point now where I have to rotate things out if I want everything displayed. How how do you figure out what you want displayed? Do you have kind of a plan in mind? Yeah, like sometimes a lot. Of, actually, a lot of times older stuff. If it's been up for a while, and I decide that I get something new that can fill in that spot or I decide that I don't feel like looking at it anymore, I'll either bring it down and put it away and put something else up in its place. Alright, well, a bit of background, I guess. Uh, I met, what, Organic through X1 Bros community? Yeah, uh, a couple of years ago. Fucking, uh, must be, how many years has that been? Um, Three, four, something Yeah, like. probably, probably four. And then I met Bob through 16 Ounce, which I used to be a host of. Uh, joined the community through Castle, uh, basically. And it seemed like he hated America almost as much as me. <laughs> uh, so basically what we want to do is, like I said, a podcast covering games, but a little bit more, so like TV, movies... Uh, Bob will have his wee section where he talks about toys or collectibles or whatever the fuck. I don't know if that's offensive calling them toys. <laughs> no, you're fine. With <laughs> uh, uh, multi-console, uh, as for news, it's not going to dive deep into news instead. We're going to try bringing well, one thing that fucking we had, well, what they actually cared about that week each. So we can have a bit more in-depth talk instead of just talking about Fortnite getting a patch where they've added or taken away another gun that none of us really care about. Thank God, because I know nothing about <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> uh, I'll try and limit the Destiny talk uh, <laughs> as much as possible because I've been hitting that hard lately. I've <laughs> uh, got other plans for like wee quiz shows. Uh, 
think what we were talking about is based on years. Uh, so there'll be like questions about games, movies, videos, whatever that year. So you'll soon figure out that I know nothing. Uh, <laughs> and these guys will fucking know everything, probably. Uh, I think Bob will, Bob will take us on that one. Yeah. It depends. <laughs> and then because we are trying to be like geek culture and up to date, uh, the end of every episode, if there's something big going on, like... Uh, see when Endgame came out if we'd been recording then we would do our sign offs as normal but the last 10-15 minutes will be a spoiler bit so we'll talk about the latest things as they happen instead of having to wait for ages but if you don't want to hear it uh, we'll just sign off as normal and you won't miss anything but that spoiler talk right at the end of the episode yep we'll always have a good warning in place so you won't run into it yep uh so we've not got this is more of an intro episode so apart from news we've not really got any of the segments lined up quizzes or anything like that uh, I don't know just you guys talk a bit more about your tastes or whatever uh, influences and things Organic you want to go first? I'll go for it Bob no. <laughs> um, are we just talking like games or just in general? Just in, well, like geek collections, a big thing for you. So yeah, um, I've been collecting action figures and video games and stuff like that since about two thousand two, and for some reason, like I traded in a bunch of stuff to GameStop, and they gave me a very minimal amount of money, and it pissed me off. And so from then on, in I was like, screw it. If I sell it, I'm gonna sell it myself, which doesn't happen very often. But then I end up just keeping it. And so, yeah, I have about 1,800. I just crossed over 1,800 physical games. And then, <laughs> and then action figure-wise, I couldn't tell you the amount I have. <laughs> like, between yeah. Legos and and same thing, about 2002, 2003. So a good, what, 15, 16 years of collecting. Yep. Because yeah. uh, right, the pictures you've put up, you've basically got like full rooms, like wall to wall shelves and all that. Yep. And then stands in the middle and all sorts. It's insane. Yep. And then. Uh, and it's not just gaming stuff, is it? It's like, what are you a big fan of? Like Ghostbusters, like the 80s? Yeah. Like yeah. Like so, 80s. so, like me and Organic will go back and forth about like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like Ghostbusters, like any kind of like pretty much like 80s throwback cartoons from when. We were both kids. Yeah, pretty much the important stuff. Yep. <laughs> and I'll try my best to act as if I know a little bit about the things. <laughs> no, it, it, it's cool because, you know, it's a different... Like, we'll ask you, you know, I'm sure we'll ask you questions about other side of the culture too. You being from the UK and us being here. Like, in terms of, like, differences and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I did watch Teenage Mutant, whatever, what were they called over here? There was a name difference thing. Was there? Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Teenage Mutant something Turtles, because they didn't want Ninja in the name at first. Oh, shit. Oh, that's news Uh, to me. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, Well, yeah, like, I watched, obviously, the reruns of the cartoons, Mm -hmm. like, because I was only born in 89 or whatever, so I think... 
Or were they not early 90s? So I don't know if I was watching them as they came out. I mean, it was like 80. It was like anywhere between like 88, 89 when they first came out. So Yeah, they got been... big. It was probably, what, 90, 91? Yeah, so you could have been watching new episodes. Mm. Yep. And the, I, I guess they wrap it up with games up until... 16 ounce like I I only played a lot of single player games I still do but ever since 16 ounce like when I started actually being involved in the community I play a lot of multiplayer games compared to what I used to play so not necessarily Destiny and stuff but like Crash Team Racing uh, what else have we played recently uh, Grand Theft Auto we've played Red Dead before and so that's the most like I would say probably in the last like six or seven years the most I've played multiplayer games right yeah it's, I mean that's the biggest thing for me is sort of like community filled games like where you could just go on and have fun not usually versus but uh, more co-op type thing uh, if it's a sure but then versus when it's things like ultimate chicken horse or gang beasts and all that yeah there's nothing more fun than hearing you rage uh, <laughs> Well, <laughs> that's like that's like you. Everybody has to experience the evil maniacal toast laugh at least once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. it's it's best on Friday the thirteenth. Yes, when the, it's like the proximity chat, so only oh, you can hear fuck, me when I come fuck up. That game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I looked like up. It was stuff. it was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles they were called at first. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. And then when the movie came out, it sort of highlighted the name difference, so they just changed the name in match. God, that had to be so jarring. Like, because that was the event, you know, you couldn't look it up on the internet. Like, oh, they're called ninjas that were in the U.S. That was the yeah. best aspect of that show, that they were ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> and the, well, it's not as if the they UK, changed the actual show, they just changed the name. The U.K. was like, oh, these kids already grow up pretty sad, so we'll just make them be gross. <laughs> Oh, it's in the UK, we get to grow up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Oh, uh, shots fired. Uh, who are you, organic anyway? What are you, your sort of influences and stuff? Yeah, I mean, of course, I'm big into movies, um, kind of falling back into love a little bit with the music side, even though I'm strictly podcast for the most part. Um, I'm not big on the toy side like Bob is, but I got into kind of collecting pop culture and things of my childhood as like art prints because I still like to be an adult or at least show people <laughs> that unlike Bob. <laughs> hey, I'm functioning perfectly. But, Thank you. but no, actually, uh, since meeting up with you guys and Bob, I've started to collect some more of these figures and even not once just to display, but to play with my daughter with and uh she's five and a half right now and that's about the age that i even got into turtles so it's fun to kind of go back and share that with her even though she doesn't know how to play with them (laughs) (laughs) so you try to like watch old cartoons like get her to watch them or oh yeah she 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 will watch them today yeah she's she's big in right now her favorite movie is the jetsons movie (laughs) i don't know if you remember that one but yeah yeah, this Cartoon Network over here. I don't know. Yeah, if that's yeah. a thing over there. Yeah, so yeah. she she watches that a couple times a week. That's yeah, just 
really cool to get her out of kind of the routine of some of the oddballish shows now. Yeah, because there's definitely some these days where I watch it and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, this is the thing. Like, there's no plot. It's just a bunch of people jumping around and screaming. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, and I'm so thankful for Netflix now, at least, because Sunday morning cartoons are dead. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest one for me was Tom and Jerry when I grew up. The one I watched the most. Nice. Uh, yeah, I could see you, you kind of play games like Tom and Jerry. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you just, regardless of the end result, you were just out to kill. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, okay. This, this well. might not be a good idea, but I'm going to throw a thousand knives at it. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, that's. We were playing uh, some of the UK people in the community, we were doing. Uh, private blackout last night oh god uh, call of duty uh, <laughs> and obviously everybody else is like picking a wee spot and camping and anybody that like i killed uh has to spectate me basically so they were just going <laughs> commenting on how i was running about like a fucking maniac and stuff uh and well it worked because i won both of the matches we played can you so, can you still only play that one map, or can you play like the other yeah, one? Sucks. I was hoping you could do this one, but you can't tweak the map settings. Uh, so we done two matches of that, and then because the map was so big, we just moved to like one in the chamber and all the sort of stupid mini games in the normal mm-hmm. uh, multiplayer thing, like gun game <laughs> and things like that. I still haven't played Blackout since uh, <laughs> the first time I ever played Blackout. I literally hit the map for seven seconds and Toast, all I heard was Toast was say, sorry, Bob, and shot me. And, and I spectated for the rest of the match. And I was like, this game is great. I love this. Like, I played it for seven seconds. And I, yeah. I was like, what the hell? I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Pop. Oh, mm-hmm. And we're down. I love See, it. I, I love shores, but I just, I don't know. I've went off them. Oh, PvP sort of side of things. This generation I've not played as much, apart from Titanfall. Titanfall was like my one exception, but even in Destiny when I'm playing fucking about like 30, 40 hours a week, I'm probably getting in, because uh, I'm playing it like every evening and then most of the weekend and stuff. Mm. Uh, but I don't touch the PvP. I've played 10 Crucible matches. I was looking at the stats since Destiny 2 came out. Uh, and that's it just coming up to year three so yeah. now is that because like you have like a crew that you can play like actual raids and stuff with or is that just because uh, you're, you know it was to do with being too competitive really because when it first the pvp came out like the hit detection was wonky and all that like you'd be around mm-hmm. the corner mm-hmm. uh, and then you'd get hit off of something that happened like so we do like server tick rate and all that sort of shit. Like, I wouldn't bore anybody. But basically, Titanfall was a smooth PvP experience, and I was used to being like that and responsive. And then Destiny just wasn't, so it pissed me off. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, like uh, you said, after that, like after you get aggravated, you don't. I'm the same way. I'll walk away from somebody, from something, and I'm like, oh, I really don't feel like doing this anymore, and won't go back to it for a long time. Uh, what have you been playing lately anyway have you been um well i've been playing uh i bought bloodstained for the switch and that's <sighs> what the, type of game is that <laughs> that's a uh it's a metroidvania it's the 
director of the original director of Castlevania doing pretty much like left Konami and started doing his own thing and made Bloodstained. And so it's the same style, same side scrolling style as Castlevania where you're exploring a castle and going through and all the different monsters and stuff like that. But I picked it up for the Switch and then I started reading about it and realized that apparently the Switch port is really, really bad. So runs at like half the frame rate that it runs on other like other versions of the game run. It has wonky glitches and stuff like that. And at first I was okay with it. I was playing a portable mode and I was like, okay, this is fine. I, I'm okay with this. And then I put it on my television and it is ugly. It is really ugly. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. So yeah. I went out and bought it for PS4 and it was a night and day difference. Like it's double the amount of frame rate, like all cleaned up. It looks, you can definitely tell is this that. this the one where the developers <clears throat> have said that they plan on making the Switch much better? Because I think I might have heard some of that in a podcast I was listening to. Yeah, yeah. they said that down the line they're going to release patches for it to make it better. But for right now, it is definitely not. It is not a pretty version of that game. I guess uh, for you, Bob, you might want to explain how you typically buy games for some of our younger viewers that don't understand that concept. <laughs> um, it because I play a lot of single player games like and then just over the years of buying certain just like liking certain genres like JRPGs and things like that I have a tendency of looking at those kind of games sort of harder and being more interested in them and then I follow studios too so like I can't pronounce the name I'll end up butchering it but the studio that makes the Yakuza games like things like that like if I know they're going to put out a new game I'll sit there and look at it really hard and pick it up Mm, that's pretty much it's and then multiplayer stuff is based on pretty much you guys and the community so if everybody's playing it and i want to play it i'll end up picking it up even if i'm going to play it for if i'm going to play it for 20 minutes and have a ball with it i know i'll go back to it again eventually so it doesn't bother me uh the yakuza guys did they just bring out a new game have you played that has it even out yet yeah they just came out with a game called judgment yeah and so it's it's set in the same universe. Um, it's slightly different than Yakuza, but it's more over the top, <laughs> which is uh-huh. saying saying that compared to Yakuza, like there's a skateboarding sequence and everything in it. <laughs> yeah. It's probably got organic interest. Yeah, it's but it's a it's a pretty cool game. It's an open world game yet again. People people have a tendency of calling it the Japanese Grand Theft Auto, but there's no stealing cars or anything in it. And, yeah. yeah, like you actually got me to play Yakuza Zero. I mm. think I played a shitload of it. I've yeah. not finished it though. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, but that new one is it? What a detective you yeah. play of instead of like a gangster? Yeah, I I haven't played a lot of it. I've only played maybe I would say like a half an hour of it just to get it started. But yeah, it's a, you don't play on the Yakuza side. You play on the detective side, and so you're pretty much before it was like. Uh, anti-hero being, you know, trying to in the sea of bad guys, and now it's like actually a good guy going after bad guys. Right. And it's just basically on one of the maps or something that Yakuza's already been on, yep. I think. Yeah. yeah, it's like the same, it's the same engine and everything as well, and it's uh, the same big, gigantic map. <laughs> right. How about, How about you? you? Organic, have you been doing much lately? 
Uh, on the game side, I've really been trying to hit it hard on Super Mario Maker 2. And kind of give that its time. Um, I would say at this point right now, that's probably... I'd be leaning on that towards my game of the year. Of mm. just what they've done with just the core mechanics of that game. Nice. Yeah. Uh, no. this much of the story mode or have you been doing levels? Yeah, I've, I've actually only done the story mode right now. I okay. want to get, get through all that and I always like to kind of see what Nintendo does with it first outside of just the open community. How's the... How's the oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, I finished in this story mode, you're basically trying to rebuild the castle by doing levels and getting paid for completing the levels. And I've rebuilt the castle, but I think I'm only on like level 60 or 70 something out of like 100, so I've still got 30 more to go, at least. Sort of so, thing. Wait a minute, there's 100 levels in it? I didn't know that. Yeah, they've made 100 levels oh, for you, player. Like oh my Nintendo God, have made them. Uh, before you even get into the thousands and thousands of. Yeah, user of mid levels. I would say my only complaint with the story mode is some of the level positioning and the order that you do them is pretty unbalanced. Okay. Like I may fly through four levels without an issue, and then I hit one that just makes me want to break my switch, and then <laughs> I finish that one, and then do four more that aren't too bad. Uh, yeah. I've noticed that with Nintendo's level-based stuff, like not like Odyssey or anything, but Super Mario 3D World for the Wii U was like that too. And new Super Mario Brothers, like their side-scrolling stuff is like that, where you're fine and you're blowing through it and then you get to one level and you're like, this is it. I'm going to have to buy a new one because I'm going to snap this in half. And then you get by that level and then you breeze through another 10 or 15 levels and you're like, what the hell? It's just super unbalanced. Yeah, which, yeah. I mean, in the more traditional Mario games, it somewhat makes sense because it's world-based or you may be starting over at like 3-1 or whatever. But in this one, they're just—it's a big long list, so there's really—you don't know where it's going to ramp up on you. Gotcha. Yeah, and part of it is I think you get the more difficult levels off other characters, but they unlock pretty early on. Uh, so like, I would go and I'd unlock levels off these other characters, and I'd be—it's all the levels are numbered, so it'd be like going from level twenty-two, and I'd talk to this guy and get a level off him. It'd be like level sixty. Oh, so, uh, hope you like difficulty ramps. Yeah, some of it is just, well, I don't know, everything's, once you understand the mechanic, there is one thing where, like, try to carry a stone, like, if you pick up the stone, you can't jump as much, mm. and you can't sprint, and all that sort of shit, and there's a Yoshi in the level, I think it's the only one like that, mm. and so if anybody's got it, they'll know what I'm talking about, but that's the one that pissed me off the most. Uh, but then somebody else could come along and do that and just instantly like it was a sim the simplest mechanic at the end uh, that I just didn't get a yeah. grab a hold of sort of thing that's the worst when you get the you end up looking up something and because I've done that before where I've looked up something and I've been completely stuck and they show you the easiest thing possible and you've been struggling with it for hours and you're like you just look like you're just a ball of rage and you both know how much I rage out <laughs> Yeah, there's there's one level early on where you can go in some of the tubes and it'll flip the world upside down. Basically, controls uh, are yeah. reversed. I don't. It's so entirely simple, but it took me a good ten minutes to wrap my head around how I was going to play this. Yep. <laughs> Old game yeah. rage. 
you're not used to like I mean even the ones where like uh, there's a few where you start in like a central room with a locked door you need to go off to like other areas through other doors to like mm-hmm. complete a thing and get a key yep. and you might need like six keys to complete it and I've like never had puzzle stuff like that in Mario before because I never played the first Mario Maker so yeah, it, t- it takes out the main concept of Mario. It takes out what direction do you, do you go. Right. Now, now with have you created levels organic? <laughs> I I attempted one. Oh, okay. Um, uh, how about you, Toast? Uh, nope. <laughs> no? Because <laughs> I remember from the first Mario Maker, you used to... It was impressive because you used to actually have to beat the level yourself before it could be published. Is that yeah, is yeah, it still, still the same? That's the same. Yeah. I know the guy. Well, the guy in the community's son, uh, Kilto's son, has mm-hmm. been making levels a shitload. Uh, he's got like ten or something up. Uh, played through them and liked them because I don't know how the economy works, but he wanted maker coins. I don't know if that lets you make more levels or or buy props or some shit that unlock to make better things in levels or something but for some reason he wanted these maker coins uh, hmm. yeah I've just never been the building type I like to have a set of plans in front of me yep um, not a, not a minecraft person I completely respect all that but just never I don't fuck minecraft I would play Minecraft if it was just to fucking go and kill the dragon or whatever, but nobody does that. They just want to make a little village and fucking water their plants. And... Oh, what was Ark? Don't even start on all this. <laughs> oh, no. Ark has PvP to it. Yeah, Ark but you guys don't dominating. do any of that. Yeah. Oh, don't take my head. Don't sleep in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, no, I'm, I'm going to lock you up and make you suck my dick. <laughs> watch out watch out my giant chick is level 12 look at me I'm riding a T-Rex my name is Toast <laughs> fuck you guys this went on for months yes it did Milk was uh, Milk in the community was super obsessed with it even more than Toast yeah like you didn't, you didn't even experience the first time when it was me and Shebro uh, no. with the X1 bros fucking side of things that was worse oh man I couldn't imagine but that's what got me in it, because that was when we were actually alpha in a server where we had to fight and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, was this the latest one we'd done? I burned out a lot quicker because it was just all friends in the server and feel mm-hmm. bad about fucking <laughs> killing them or wiping them. Wait a minute, excuse me, you felt bad about something. Is that what? What? <laughs> you felt bad about I killing someone? <laughs> well, maybe that's the wrong way to put it. I just <laughs> couldn't be bothered with the right. headache that would come afterwards. There you I, go. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, it's it's cool though. To, even though I'm not into Destiny, or even though I wasn't really big into Ark, it was definitely cool to see like you're actually able to devote a whole entire channel to it and have people respond to it. Like especially with Destiny, like floating through some of the comments, it's it's not about like competition or anything. It's about helping each other. Like okay, well you need this or you need this, and even with you being in a different, completely different time zone than us, being well ahead of us time wise, like willing to hop on and other people in the UK community too willing to hop on to help other people that I I always thought that part was very cool it wasn't yeah. it isn't yeah. just like a it isn't like a whole entire 
like it's not a contest like oh i'm level this and you guys need to step it up it's like no i'm level this if you're under me i'll help you out and i'll show you how to do this and that's what that's what drove me to it because it's like oh okay cool these people are actually wanting to help people and wanting to do stuff i always thought that was cool yeah like i'm not gonna go on about destiny too much but the latest well not the latest thing but the thing we're helping people with the most right now is it's a 20 minute mission mm-hmm. uh, and three of you go in you've got to kill a bunch of guys at the start make your way through rooms if you don't kill everyone doors don't open Ugh. and then there's like this is where destiny gets good for me or like better than other shooters it's like you've got a whole platforming sort of section like where you've got to physic- figure out puzzles and make your way across like the ship or the whole world sort of thing then you go into a maze where you've got to find four switches while you're getting like chased around by this giant shredder type thing oh. if it hits you you're dead basically oh. uh, and then you go through to the final boss fight once you've found all your switches and all that but it's just the sort of like puzzle side of things that they've brought into shooters nice. sort of like raid mechanics basically that's just solely focused on doing damage to something. Yeah, so it sort of sets it apart for me. That's awesome. Yeah, I need to thank uh, like Scott for yeah, he basically had a ready-made clan for us uh, standing there uh, because I've been that's the guys I've been playing with for so long. They were happy enough to like change the name over to Complete Geeks and join up with us and all that sort of stuff going forward uh, <laughs> the UK guys that's a playing with those guys that is the experience unto itself on how great it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah we watched E3 with Kilto didn't we oh, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I was just thinking of uh, yep. Kilto, Kilto quoted DuckTales for me in a Scottish accent it's oh, like a, a bucket lick thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no it's it's very cool to see that you know it, because these days with everybody everybody these days is like you know it's more like you hear more about pvp stuff because of like things like Fortnite and black ops being big and things like that and so it's cool seeing the actual like co-op multiplayer side of it from our end like okay destiny is actually the the actual multiplayer side of co-op is bigger than the pvp side yeah, I mean, you can get right into the competitive thing and play nothing but that for the same amount of time that I do for the PvE. Like, there is people out there that do that. It's just that's not the way most of the communities are minded. Right. Although my my brother went through some grind for some rocket launcher, and this is where the bullshit in Destiny comes. They had to get, like, I want to say 15,000 rocket launcher kills. Oh, Or something what? like that. In PvP. Yeah. Uh, it might have been 1,500 and then another couple of objectives, but I'm pretty sure it was like thousands and thousands. Oh, that's dedication. Way more dedication yeah. than I ever then, I mean, that's the shit. Like, I've got quests to get, like, exotics, which mm. are the best sort of guns right. in the game sort of thing, and the next step is direct to me to go do something in PvP, and I'm like, ah, that's me done with that quest. I'll just not get that gun. <laughs> but how does that, I mean, how does that make you feel, like, when you... When you're going through a quest and you get all the other parameters done, and then it gets you to a, a PvP quest. Do you are you just like, are you irked by it, or is it just one of those things where you're just like, okay, well, that was fun uh, while it lasted. It's like it's weird because it's not necessary to have that gut because you've I've got like fucking thirty other exotics I can use. <laughs> so uh, you just collect but, them just to collect it. Yeah, it's just a case of getting rid of it from your like the, the equivalent of your quest list on the screen. Mm-hmm. So. Like gotcha. to clean that up. Uh, 
I mean, if it's because most of the community don't play PvP, I could easily jump into PvP if we had a group of us willing to do it. But for everybody that's not interested, it's more of a chore. Like, right. and it kind of that's one of the bad things about Destiny as well is through that quest design, you've got people in there doing nothing but jumping about. Uh, hogging all the heavy ammo to fill up their grenade launcher because they're doing that stupid quest. Yeah, it just so it not playing the to win. Yeah, yeah they're so. not playing to win in a lot of them. They're playing to like complete objectives, and that's where one of the flaws come in when you're talking about something competitive. Gotcha. Uh, so it doesn't, like you said, you're not playing for skill. You're just playing to complete a quest, and it doesn't make it interesting or fun because you're not seeing people's skill level. You're seeing their quest level. Yeah. And then the people that are dedicated to the PvP side of the game just go, and go through a up. week of bullshit because of it. No. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely downsides to it, but uh, fucking put so much time in it. Uh, I was gonna say, what else? What else have you been playing? <laughs> Try to think. Uh, I did. I done. What did I do lately? The order. I went played. Okay. Finished the order. That was like the most recent thing, aside from the usual rotation, which is like Rocket League. Uh, I've not played GTA in a while, actually, because I've we stayed did. asleep. <laughs> we did. We did with that. Oh, it was it was a good time. It was. Yeah. What is it? You've done just a playlist. Or uh, about ten minutes of the first heist. Yep. For about an hour. So what? <laughs> so <laughs> so. You guys, because you guys were always bringing me, you know, from, to explain, like, the community standpoint, they bring up playlists, and most of our playlists aren't, are they're PvP, but it's mainly, like, us playing in cars, like, what's the parachuting one, where it's like, you know, you're going down the ramp, and, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and so, what it's called, but, so, yeah, shuffleboard for yeah. cars with parachutes. Yeah, so when they got us into the heist, I realized that, because you guys were bringing me into playlists, I never bought any guns. I never bought any. <laughs> I never bought any armor, and we had some random with us, so we couldn't just like leave and go to like a gun store or anything. So every time we went into this heist, I had no weapons except for a handgun with no ammo. <laughs> well, sounds fun. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. it was a ball. <laughs> yeah, we do plan on getting uh, some co streams going for the heist. So that was one of the plans. Uh, <clears throat> fucking maybe have a YouTube channel, I don't even know mm. uh, probably should, just to throw them on so they stay there, because I think VOD, the VOD stuff expires after a while. Can we do a commentary, only one of you playing Crash Team Racing? There's <laughs> 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 uh, been some good moments from we've not played that a lot, but there's already been some good times. Oh, I just want to go back and watch that chicken video Fuck <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> If you update a game in the future, don't put an unskippable, stupid cutscene in the game. How dare you call it Telling stupid. you about the changes. <laughs> it was the worst thing ever. And then every tooltip since then seems to be, if you want to rewatch the video, you can go into extras and fucking... Yeah. Oh, I, I love on the loading screens that it continually <clears throat> pops up how to do an Xbox Live party. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Do you want to talk to you guys, you, guys your, you guys want to chat with your friends? Start an Xbox Live party. It's like... I wish. Uh, what does the Nintendo version say? <laughs> Pick up your phone and call. Yeah. yeah. Use the Nintendo app on your yeah. phone. Yeah. I don't know what you do. 
Want to do it easier? Start it next. <laughs> it tells you just to start next Xbox Live Party <laughs> on your Xbox. <laughs> uh, guess we'll move on to like our news type stuff, and then that'll be us wrapping up right. for this one. Because us, like, we're not structured. Next week we'll have our proper structure. We'll be able to talk about what we've played the past week, like we've done now. Do our stupid news thing. See if Bob's bought any more toys. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know what do we want to do for this. I've not. I know Spider Man's a tiny one. I might try and see that. I used to have seen that, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe if I don't do that, Stranger Things season three. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, th- I think Stranger Things would be a, a safer thing to do because pretty much yeah. everybody has the ability to see it. Right. Yeah, I'll catch up with Stranger Things anyway. Yeah. And, and, a, and a fun fact that I just found out this morning that there are some band uniforms that the school used in Stranger Things that came from right down the road from me. That's awesome. I, I, uh, what was it? it was Anglo was talking to me. Uh, that's Anglophile and our guy from the community. Uh, he was he loves Stranger Things because it's like set. I know it's set in a fictional town, but it's uh, in a real state. It's maybe set, isn't it? Yeah, it's Indiana, uh, which I think is where he grew up. But it's funny because yeah, they film it in, I believe, where he stays, Georgia. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yep, he stays in Atlanta, or ju- film just outside Atlanta, I think. And then it actually represents where he grew up, uh, nice. when he grew up, because he's a fucking old as fuck. Uh, so, so that's what he says is his favorite thing about Stranger Things. Yeah. Yep. It was, it was funny because my my boss at work, she's younger than me, and she was talking about the the cool video game in season two that looked like a cartoon, and I had to proceed to explain to her how Dragon Slayer worked and how it came on a laser disc, and she was like a laser disc, and I'm like, yeah. She was like, oh, is that big giant DVD thing the size of a record? And I was like, oh no, I had to <laughs> I had to sit there and explain to her how all this worked. Well, I'm going to keep quiet then because I don't know what the fuck a laser disc is. Um, <laughs> we'll, t- we'll talk about this after the podcast. <laughs> uh, we oh, we, to we need to find a, a working copy of Dragon's Lair and make Toast play through it. Mm. No. Yes. Yes. But anyway, one of the main things we're planning on doing, I forgot about, was uh, video game movie reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've not seen a lot of them, and these two love them. Oh, you uh, you what was it? I think the first one we were going to do was Mario, and I just looked up and seen a screenshot of what a Goomba was in that thing. And it's, it's I'm not going to enjoy it. I can tell. Oh, you're gonna love it. You're gonna absolutely. You're love it. you're gonna find out that in the Super Mario Brothers movie, they had one of the <laughs> ultimate predictions of in history in that movie. You'll you'll know it as soon as you see it. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's look forward to. It. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, your sound your your conviction sounds so convincing. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll probably we'll do one of them if we've not got a spoiler type thing uh, or something because we want to keep this show to like an hour an hour and a half tops, maybe forty five minutes sometimes uh, mm-hmm. depending on how the weeks went and news and all that. Uh, no more than an hour and a half because I'd rather be playing games than talking about them, to be honest. Agreed. Uh, so, 
uh, like a, our news thing, three stories we actually care about. So, Bob, what have you got? Um, so, Shenmue, Shenmue 3, originally, it was supposed to be for the Kickstarters, it was supposed to be PS4, and then PC, you were supposed to get a Steam key. But now they've made it exclusively through Epic. And so a lot of people were upset about that, and they wanted refunds and everything like that. Well, it goes from, like, bad to worse, because now all of the Kickstarter backers and all of your Slacker backers, which was the thing after the Kickstarter, now those people aren't getting the pre-order bonuses that the people who are buying the regular retail copy are buying. So, like, there's no season pass. Um, I just found out that GameStop is doing an exclusive medallion of the Phoenix mirror, like an actual replica of Phoenix mirror that a physical one that you can get. Um, that is the big medallion from the game where the main bad guy is trying to find that medallion and all the other ones. And so not only do the people who paid all this money to back this game originally, what was it like three or four years ago? Now they're not getting all these cool pre-order bonuses and Yeeznet and Kickstarter is just like, meh, like, sorry, sorry about your luck. Yeah, I see. That's like you put up yeah. a tweet saying you were happy enough with it, and I just no, it's well, just it's bullshit. I was, I was originally, and I will recant my statement because after I was like, oh, okay, now you don't get your mirror. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now I don't get my medallion. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. I spent a lot of money on this game, and I kickstarted like the first thing it came out, and now you guys are doing like actual tangible, cool pre-order bonuses, and you won't just include that, like. Oh, okay. I see how this is. Yeah. I mean, the thing, see the whole Epic Store thing, I don't think that's even an issue. Mm. I understand that you might prefer Steam's layout and all that, but right. you can play it on the hardware you've got. It's not as if it's suddenly changed from being on PlayStation to being on Xbox and you don't have that console or something. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like you said, it's just whatever, whatever, launcher, whatever launcher you prefer, and I understand that you got a preference, but you could still play it. Yeah, so I don't think there's any ground for refunds and any of that. Although Epic did come out, didn't they? Is this with Shenmue that they yeah, came out and yeah, said they, about refunds? Yeah, they said they were willing to do refunds, but but they also explained why they went with Epic Store because you know the game runs on Unreal Engine four. Epic put a lot of time and effort into the game to help them out to get the game running well, and then they were like, they get you know, more money as well. Yeah, yeah, and then they also get more money as well, and. I think some people fail to realize, like, this thing needs to make money if you want additional sequels. And so they're going to try to find any which way to make more money. Because it's not, it isn't like this is a Sega back thing anymore. Sega doesn't really care anymore about whether or not Shenmue makes it super huge or not. You see, they shelved it for 18 years before that and didn't care. And Sega's notorious for not caring about their IPs as soon as, like, if it's not going to make them billions of dollars, they're just like, hmm, we'll just shelve it. We don't care. Yeah. Then I mean, Epic have came out and said they they don't want to be buying exclusives. It's the only thing they can do, yeah. uh, sort of thing to get traction. And if Steam matched their revenue share, they would stop doing it. Right. Uh, and then with us coming out and saying, even though we don't need to, like we Epic will give you a refund, sort of thing, if you want to claim it. Like it seems it's just putting Steam. It's like peer pressure in Steam more and more. The same way like PlayStation got peer pressured for crossplay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, something's going to have to give eventually, sort of thing. Well, it's and like you said, it's it, 
you have to have competition because then it's going to get to the point where either people are complaining about this now or if Steam got too big, you know, bigger than it already is, like, next thing you know, they'd be pulling, like, half-handed things and you couldn't do anything about it because there's no direct in-line competition. And so now they have competition and now everybody's looking at Steam, like, what are you guys going to do? Because Epic is pulling these major exclusives and they're giving money, more money back to their to the developers and so it's like okay steam what do you got and if they're going to sit there and quietly let the competition run over them then that's their fault not anybody else's yeah it'd be interesting to see as well because i'm sure like when steam launched they didn't have the percentage split the way they do now right and then because like you said they were the only one in the market they could do whatever they wanted so they did and they took more and more percentage as they've got bigger i'm pretty sure that'll be the way it's worked because uh, there's what is it ninety or something like that? Yeah, it was something. It was something super high. I, I don't do a lot of PC gaming, so I'm not sure exactly. Because I can't see them being a new launcher, like when they first started off and saying, "Look, if you want to be on us, we'll take ninety percent." Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> because they were like the only people, like they could obviously push it up, and now they're not happy. But yeah, well, I don't know. Steam haven't even came out and said much. They no. just said, oh, well, we can't do anything. Yeah. They decided to go Epic. So it's more the the fans of Steam are fucking kicking up fuss than Steam themselves. Yeah, and what, what cracks me up about it, too, is that <clears throat> there's people that I've, I've talked to that have actively complained about switching launchers. And I'm like, so let me get this straight. You're hitting an X on your one launcher. You're moving your wrist over to another launcher and double-clicking that. And that's the beef that you have. <laughs> and it's, even, even for this game, it's it's not a multiplayer game. Right. Single player, it shouldn't be that huge. Right. Of yeah, issue. I could see if it was like tied to like uh, like you're saying multiplayer on Steam friends list with only people you could invite and all that sort of shit. If you wanted to play with friends, then it'd be an issue. Right. But like you said, if you were like locked out and there was no kind of crossplay or anything, that's different. And from my perspective, it was the same thing. Like, Organic and I has talked about this before. Like, Shenmue 2, when it came out, the only place that it was ever released for the Dreamcast was in the UK. So, the only way that you could legit play the game was getting a boot disc and importing a copy in. And so, I did everything in my power so I could actually play the game. And if you told me now, you know, 18 years later, that, oh, we, it's not going to be on this launcher, it's going to be on this launcher, I wouldn't care because I really want to play the game. So I'll swap a launcher for the however long I would have to play the game and then go right back to what I was doing because that when it comes down to it, that's all I want to do is just play the game. Yeah, which is yeah. exactly why so many people backed it. Yeah. yeah. Nobody Even thought the backing thing was great. It was, it was PlayStation brought out and all that, and then, like, no, we're not doing it. You just can do it if you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, what was that, three A3s ago now? Or maybe four? That was fun. Yeah. That was a Something. that was a big show, yeah. That was that was the big heavy hitter show. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Well, so, what was the next news? Organic. Uh, yeah, I'm taking a little different direction. Um, going on the music side, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the band The Raconteurs. Yes, I've a little heard bit of them. Um, essentially, it's Jack White from the White Stripes. It's his one of his side bands. They just released their first album in 10 years. Wow. But Jack White has been 
he has two record studios, one in Nashville, one in Detroit, where he presses. He's kind of making a resurgence for vinyl records. And what kind of caught me by surprise on this is they had the number one album, and they sold, I think it was like 88,000 units. But Mm -hmm. out of that 88,000, 25,000 of those were vinyl records. So kind of my question is more geared towards Bob is, do you ever see anything in the video game industry that would tail it to kind of give a resurgence of physical media again? Kind of because you also collect it. Like, I mean, just in terms of like whether or not if something came out digital or something came out digital and then a physical copy comes later or. I mean, what, what would, what in the video game side would give you that type of growth? I mean, obviously limited run does a lot of their special editions. Is there anything that you would like to see to kind of push more people to buying the physical side? Honestly, like back in the day, giving giving people a reason to like now it's just like before you used to buy a physical game because like it would come with like a manual and it would come with like inlaid artwork and things like that. Like now, there's many games in my collection where you just open it up and it's literally just a disc with a white background and it's like here's your game and I collect because you know because I'm just that's just my nature. I'm just a collector, but. I can imagine people getting like eventually burned out where they're just like, okay, well, why am I going to buy this physical if it's just a disc and there's nothing important to it when I can buy a digital and it's already just conveniently placed on my hard drive and limited run and things like that have helped out a lot. And also limited run has been pushing Best Buy to carry a lot of their games with like alternate covers and things like that. And then when you, I buy a lot of their switch games and when you open up their switch games, like, it comes with a little micro manual or like a little micro art book and the whole entire inwork either has a reversible cover or inlay. So it's like, it actually feels like a tangible game rather than just like a generic launcher disc, almost like a PC game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that's why I think limited run has definitely helped out with that because it's the same thing where like a, their games, like before it used to be, and it helped out a lot too. People got burned out because originally you know, when they launched their games because of the quote-unquote limited run, they were like, okay, well, we're only doing 1,500 copies of this. And so people would scramble online, and when all the people didn't get it, eventually people just gave up, and they didn't want to do it anymore. But with the Switch games, they've switched over, and only the collector's editions are limited run, but the physical ones have open pre-order for two weeks. So they produce however many pre-orders that they get. So now you can just stroll onto the website buy the game it's only a couple dollars more than what it be digital and you get a nice tangible physical copy that it's actually has thought put into it and not just pressed and given to you yeah which i i do like that a lot even with some of the prints that i buy that yeah. they're going to more of that all right it's going to be on sale for three days we print however many because yeah i mean they would they would satisfy 10 percent of their traffic coming to the site and then 90% of them would leave with sour taste and not want any part of it. Right. And and it's cool because, you know, the the collector's editions, they help, like, circumvent, like, whatever, I guess, to help offset the cost of whatever they're doing physically. But then, but the games are still, like, limited press because people are like, oh, well, it's not limited run, it's on an open pre-order. You got to think, like, a game like Grand Theft Auto sold, you know, like, millions and millions of copies. But, like, these games are only selling 
still only selling 15 or 20,000 copies. So it is limited still in a physical game sense. Mm-hmm. And but you're getting a lot more effort put into it. The one the one thing I wish they would do is like collectors editions. I wish collectors editions would scale down instead of being these big elaborate things. Like I wish they would do like like Final Fantasy 7 the remake coming out. Like they have like an edition that's like 70 bucks that comes with like a steel book and an art book. Like something that's small, something that's not super big. And so it's like, oh, okay, cool. I have a collector's edition of it, but not something with this huge, ginormous statue or anything. Like, Limited Run did a version of Ukulele for the Switch. It came in an N64 box. Like, it looks like an N64 game. And I'm like, that's, like, one of my coolest collector's editions because it's, like, something I could set out on the shelf, and it's, like, something small and doesn't take up a lot of space, and it still looks awesome because it's, like, yeah, it's just the way it's done. Yeah. I have... Hmm not much input in this but <laughs> what is the what's the link thing you were talking to me about ordering for you because it isn't coming to america or so oh the okay so <laughs> for some reason i don't know why the uk gets way better nintendo collector's editions than we'll ever get <laughs> and so it already sold out everywhere that's why i didn't contact you about it but link's awakening the the remake for the switch like we're getting one that comes with like this generic flat ass art book and you guys are getting one that comes in this like nice black box like a really well done art book and then it comes with a steel book that looks like a game boy that has like the Link's awakening like the old school gba screen on it and it's just a steel book and it's like the same size as a switch case but it looks like a gba game and or uh, a game boy game and i was just like you gotta be kidding me i was like really and it never popped up on amazon uk or else i would have told you to order it for me <laughs> yeah, they they went quick. I saw them a few times pop up. I think it was on the Italian Amazon. Yeah. And by the time they posted the link, they were gone. And that's like this is the second time they've done it because Metroid, uh, the Metroid Two remake for the 3DS, they released that one and it came with like a Morph Ball keychain, and then it came with a Game Boy. It came with a DS cartridge case, but it was the shit. It would look like a the actual original Game Boy game. And I, like even trying to import that because a lot of people know like oh okay people in America will definitely want this so everybody buys up copies and the next thing you know it's going for like three or four times the amount that originally retail for and I'm like okay well not getting this unfortunately. Oh, well. yeah. No, uh, <laughs> do you just get the lamp thing as well. I've just googled <laughs> which one the, the baby uh, lamp, the rupee lamp or whatever. Um, it's like the next tier up from that steelbook as you get everything plus a little fucking oh. nightlight-looking rupee lamp. Uh, red or blue. For which game? For the Zelda. No, I didn't I didn't see that one. Right. <laughs> God, you're going to send me a link to that. I might have it. <laughs> you, can you can pre-order the lamp separately. Oh. Uh, <laughs> on the Nintendo store. No, I'm looking at it right now. I, d- I did pre-order the Death Stranding Collector's Edition. Oh, fuck. Well, I, I don't even know if I'm, I'll get the game, but is that, what is it? <laughs> it comes with, like, the, the little baby that he carries Oh, on. that's right. <laughs> it comes oh, with no. a, it, it's a full-size lamp. It's like a lamp. And I was like, well, that's creepy. I kind of want it. <laughs> How cool would that be if, like, you pop off the top and put, like, a Slurpee inside of it and just drink it <laughs> with that fetus in there? Was it like the Seven Eleven fill your own <laughs> yeah. fill your own cup day? <laughs> that's that's where I would go. I, yeah, I would buy that. 
Well, do we have? You guys have anything else? Uh, guess we cover the. I didn't really have anything that I cared about that's happened recently, so <laughs> I guess we cover Switch Lite. Oh yeah. Uh, oh. I don't know. I won't be getting it. Uh, but although that's one thing that has came out of it that's good news I've seen is you can now download digital titles on secondary uh, consoles as long as you're online you can play like by using your account because it used to be that if your switch broke you had to go through nintendo help and get credit to get all your games back yeah, and all that into shit the hardware. Was, yep yeah so now like i could go through it with my brothers if i'm i don't need to take my switch i can just log into my account and download mario party or something and play that there even though he doesn't own it yeah, that's. But they, they had to do something like that because they know for a fact that other people are going to be buying multiple switches. But they still don't support cloud saves, right? Certain uh, games. Do. Certain games, if you remember the online thing. Okay. Right? Yeah, but it's not. It's not every game, I believe. But most. I, I don't even. I couldn't even say most. I know there's a lot of games that do support it. It's probably just their big hitters, yeah. like their own sort of games, more than other ones. Zelda and things. Yeah, I mean it's it's cool. I mean I see it being bigger in Japan than any place else because in Japan they actually sold bundles that didn't come with a dock, and yeah. you're able to pick like you're you're able to actually like customize it. It was like two hundred and fifty dollars US. That's how much it retail for in Japan. But you're actually able to pick like different color Joy Cons. Like you didn't have to pair sets. Like you can buy like a lime green one and a red one. And things like that, and then they would just ship it to you, and it wouldn't have a dock with it, and it was cheaper than the original. Yeah, I mean, I could see, yeah, them getting it because they would play it quite, like exclusively handheld. But right. even if I was to get it just to leave my Switch docked, like it doesn't, it doesn't have a kickstand or anything like that. Like you can yeah. pair the other controllers to it, so you can play like games that need a Joy-Con, but then you don't have a stand or anything like that to fucking even sit it in front of you. Unless yeah, you... Just, yeah. Unless like, there'll be third-party ones fucking all over the place, but oh yeah. it's yeah, just it's, weird that they didn't include it themselves. Yeah, are the, are all the things that are missing off the Switch Lite worth saving a hundred bucks? I just, I don't see it. Yeah. And then what I, what I don't like either, one of the things that sort of, like, irked me that everybody's, like, lauding as a big thing is, you know, we've all complained about the D-pad, like, I have custom Joy-Cons that have a D-pad and took mine apart. And then they go over and make the Switch Lite, and it's like, look, guys, we got a D-pad now. Like, isn't this great? And you're just like, well, wait a minute. Why didn't you release Joy-Cons like that? Like, a third party had to release Joy-Cons like that. <laughs> now, have any of you guys had issues with your Joy-Cons? Because I swear one of my sticks acts up. And that's another problem I have with the Switch Lite is, I mean, everything yeah. is locked in. Right. I had one of the... Like what was it uh, fucking the left Joy-Con famously had like something mess up with signal where it disconnect. Mm. Yep. On certain runs, uh, I had that, but it seems like I followed a guide like uh, last week where you have to like totally deregister the Joy-Con and then re-register it, and it's been fine. Because mm. before, like I can remember playing Zelda with the Joy-Con actually like physically connected because I'm playing in handheld mode. And it would still just disconnect for a split second. Uh, whereas now, I've not had that issue once playing Mario Maker. 
I, I've been fortunate enough. I, I don't know. I've been fortunate enough that I haven't had any issues with the, like, because I know what you're talking about, like, the drift on the left Joy-Con, like, actual, like, joystick drift and mm-hmm. stuff. And, but I also have different, I have multiple pairs of Joy-Cons, so it could be one of those things where I was, like, changing them out enough where I was rotating them out where they weren't able to take that much damage, I guess. But one thing my friends have noticed that they, because they play a lot of Smash, that certain ones of them, they've gotten dirt, like, or dust underneath of the actual Joy-Con itself. And so they'll get, like, a grind, or it will start to drift because there's, like, dirt in between there. So it causes the joystick to, like, stick to the left or to the right. Yeah. Have you had any issues organic or no? Uh, a little bit with drift. I can't say a whole lot because that's my daughter's primary console, and both Joy-Cons actually don't lock in because I found out she can remove them without hitting the release button. Mm. Um. <laughs> and, and she's <laughs> dropped it a few times so <laughs> i was gonna say i think that picture that you posted on discord i was like i saw the one from the screen protector i was like holy crap that thing has seen some action oh yeah that was <laughs> i think i had the protector on there for a couple days and she dropped it and she goes it's okay it still works oh, i'm like i mean uh, i was like as a kid i would never eat while i played games nothing mm-hmm. i yeah i was very meticulous about it yep and my uh, and my kid's a dirt bag no. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is that they actually make like the little clasps because those will break, you know, where you hold the button in to pull the Joy-Cons out. They actually make replacement ones of those. So oh, you can okay. actually like, yeah, you can actually like open it up and replace those. I, I have like heavy duty metal ones that I put in my wife's because my wife did the same thing where she like pulled it out and she was like, look, it's fixed. And I'm like, yeah, now it doesn't connect because you snapped it off. <laughs> and... The Joy-Cons, actually, the joysticks themselves, because I took a set apart, um, you can go over and actually replace that. That joystick actually separates from the whole entire thing. You can actually, like, disconnect it. All it is is just plugged in. Okay. So it really, yeah, so if it really came down to it where it was that bad, and you can save yourself $80 and get a couple, you know, a couple, like, 10 bucks worth of parts, so you can probably swap it out. And... On that fascinating information, <laughs> uh, I think that's probably time to wrap up. Yeah, uh, coming weeks we'll get more structure of the show as we figure out sections and what works, what doesn't, things like that. Uh, hopefully, the audio quality is okay. Uh, I don't. We'll see. Uh, I'll see you next week then. Yeah, be us. Absolutely.